Now, it's not very often that you get to speak with people who are not only knowledgeable about world leaders, but people who actually know them personally. We've got with us today Princess Gloria Fontone in Texas, someone who is involved with political and reigning leaders throughout the world. And we get to ask her about what's going on with the elites of the world. Stay tuned to this episode of The John Henry Weston Show. Princess Gloria, thank you so much for being with us. Very nice to be with you. Thank you for having me come on the show. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Gloria, you are friends with some of the people we read about and we're concerned with. You, I know you know, uh, for instance, even Hillary Clinton and other world leaders. What's going through the minds of the world leaders today? They're all tending in a particular direction, not all, but a good majority are tending in a particular direction around the woke culture, around accepting all of this LGBT, ABC nonsense, the whole alphabet soup. Why is everybody going here? And what is exactly on their minds, if if you can share it with us? Well, of course, it's very difficult to say what is on people's minds. But of course, we know that the prince of the world is very attractive. And you can just about say that very, very few of the people who help the prince of the world do it knowingly. Most of the people who do his job think they're doing something good for the world. They are either lacking of faith or they're lacking of faith, education. They are just influenced by the media. They run like sheep behind the main current. Very, very, we can really say that very few are really aware and do these things on purpose. Of course, we have been able to witness over the past years that the faith in general is under attack. Now, the Catholic faith is generally very much under attack, which shows us that what we believe is true. Because if it was not true, people wouldn't go through such trouble to get the secrecy of the mystical church finished. And unfortunately, we believe that a lot of our own clergy do not believe anymore, and therefore we encounter the problems in the organization of the church today. So one of the things that has been really concerning for people is that we're watching a lot of these sovereign leaders, some of whom you know, willing to give up the sovereignty of their lands, of their people, to unelected leaders, both in NATO, the United Nations, but also now to the World Economic Forum and these agreements that are being made and hashed out with the World Health Organization. How is this happening? What's the mindset there, if you can explain any of it? If you read the life of the saints, you learn very much about history and you come to the conclusion that it has always been the, the goal of the ruling classes to acquire more power. 
that is the name of the game. Whoever sits on the steering wheel of power wants more power. And therefore, we can see that all these measures that have been taken during the pandemic come in very handy for governments who seek to have more power over their uh, um, subjects. And uh, it is in our duty to fight that. And we have to, you have seen this with the truck drivers in Canada. They did a very, very fantastic job because the government saw they cannot just rule over so easily. Of course, at the end of the day, it looks to us as if the Canadian government has won the battle, but it shows to us people that if we don't like something, we have to use our rights that are still available in, in a so-called democracy. We have to still raise our voice. The problem today is that many people are so content with what they have that they don't see the necessity to really fight for something because they're rather happy. And how are they kept happy? They are kept happy with entertainment and um I'm afraid to say sex and all these things that, that take away your, your, your vision and that, that take away that you, that you get distracted. Mm -hmm. One of the most prominent leaders today that seems to be the uh, admired by many of the world leaders is Klaus Schwab. Do you know much about him? Can you tell us anything about why he is so enamored or so appealing to many of the world leaders? First of all, because what he started, the World Economic Forum, is a meeting place for the high and mighty of the economical world, political and economical world. And of course, also these people need connections, need to be very well connected. And of course, when they all meet to, together in Davos, it makes it's easier for them to connect and to exchange their business cards, to shake their hands and to get to know each other. So in, in the first moment, it's a wonderful opportunity to meet each other, the powerful people in the world. And it's very expensive to take part in this forum because I think it costs the cheapest way in is 30,000 euros. So you don't even get to the, all the uh, sessions. So that it's it's a business model, a very, very good, well-organized business model for the high and mighty to meet because they have a lot of money power. They would like to influence the politics and the politics, um, again, also is very happy to be sponsored by large companies. So there's an entwinglement of power and money. Now, about, again, I say, we still have democratic laws, and I think it is our duty to raise awareness with our brothers and sisters that we have to say, don't be content and sit ho at home and do nothing. Fight for the things that are important to you. Me, for example, I fight against abortion. I fight against euthanasia. I fight against having a desacralization of the church. Now, these are not the abortion issue and the euthanasia issue is more a political issue, whereas the other is more within the church. But I'm just saying 
it is important to raise the voice and to not be content and to be distracted by other things because if we don't fight now, sooner or later the democratical powers will be taken away because they say people don't use it anyway. Nobody votes. And so it's in our duty to raise awareness. It maybe has been happening for a long, long time, but we've seen it happen now more than ever before. And that is big corporations seem to have as much or more power than nation states themselves. So Google, for instance, has had such an influence, not only on people generally, they have built most of the world, you know, as their audience, but the their power of manipulation of people is such and and see now through scientific you can you can learn how they're doing what they're doing with their search algorithms but it's incredible to be able to sway elections even to the tune of 10%. Um so these things are major major powers in the world and as i said in in some ways more powerful sometimes than individual nation states. How do world leaders look at this and you know and and deal with this kind of uh, this kind of new phenomenon? I think it's a good thing that it is an entrepreneurial um, engagement or entrepreneurial success that has built up this power rather than a governmental power. Because if we think that Google is too powerful, we, we tend to scream for regulations, but the regulations come from the government again. So that's no help at all. So I prefer it to be really democratic so that the people, the majority of the people with their clicks decide what they want and what they don't want. It becomes dangerous when government and the entity like Google or Apple uh, have a strong alliance and share data. That's something we would not like to happen. But again, I don't think we can only raise awareness. For example, parents should see that their children are not on the internet all day long. We have to make sure that we don't get addicted to the internet because the internet is very addictive. I can see, for example, if I open my iPad, I very reluctantly take the book after that. I have to take the book first, read the chapters I want to read, and then take the iPad. Because once you've taken the iPad, there's something going on with your eyes, with your brains, you don't want to pick up the book afterwards. And we have to train ourselves. We have to train our kids to to withstand the easiness of entertainment through the internet. Yuval Noah Harari, who is one of the thinkers of the World Economic Forum, he was talking about, well, he was talking about useless people, about all those who will become obsolete because we have AI artificial intelligence to do a lot of the things that might have been done before by human labor. And so what to do with them? His best guess, he said, was video games and drugs. Um, do you see a tie-in uh, between the new push for legalization of all sorts of formerly drugs? We had, you know, the war on drugs all throughout the late 80s and 90s. And now all of a sudden, these drugs are becoming legalized everywhere. In, in one part of Canada and BC, they're even looking at uh, decriminalizing all hard drugs uh, because in the whole country right now, marijuana is already legal. Do you see a connection there? Again, if I would be in a situation where I want more power, then of course, I think a, 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 a population 
that is content because they have drugs and they basically sit at home and watch television and do video games and, and they are content with them, with that, they are so easier to manipulate. That's a governmental concept where I say, how can I make myself the most easy um, uh, following of people who basically will just do whatever the television tells them. But of course, the world doesn't work like this. And I personally believe that a guy like Harari is the picture and the mirror of the intellectual status of the so-called elites today, because it's, it's as a, from a scientific point of view, it is what we would call Hochstapelei. How do you say this in English? These are people who pretend to be um, scientists, but uh, this is entertainment. I mean, this is really entertainment. It's not really honest and, and uh, intellectual. Uh, how can you say useless people? I mean, already the, 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 the snobbery of that and also the deep uh, racism inside. It is not a racism for color of skin but this is a racism like um, like you are nothing and i'm bag fantastic and intelligent and you are stupid also no we are not there yet and um, these people will disappear I, I i believe from they are in fashion now he sells very well his books but uh, i don't take that seriously there's been a move for decades now perhaps even more than a century to really cull the world's population, to bring down the world's population. Some people have called it to a manageable number. They're talking about half a billion, 500 million or so. Now, with nearly 9 billion people on the planet, that's going to take a lot of doing. But there are a bunch of what you might call elites in the world who are wanting to do whatever it takes to get there. This scientifically, since a long time obsolete, science knows that the world does not have too many inhabitants. These people are obsessed with this idea that we are too many people. They always claim that uh, they are very much scientifically orientated. But when it really comes to science that is not a science that they want to acknowledge, then all of a sudden science doesn't play any role anymore. And therefore, they because they are ideologues, in reality, they are they, they're not listening to science. Jack Ma, the very bright Chinese guy, and, and Elon Musk have already said seven years ago, you can see it on YouTube, that the future problem of the world is not too many people, but not enough people. And there is a great contradictionary that is in the world that we have an economical philosophy and that comes from the Anglo-Saxon world where they believe that in order to survive economically, you have to consume more and you have to make debts and the debts and the consume of the people drive the markets and that's the only way for prosperity. Now, if that's really true, then why do you kill your clients, the future clients? Because I, say, I understand Africa has a lot of people, but also the reservoir of African people in a few years is empty because the Africans will also not reproduce as, as they did before. They're actually already lowering their number. If 30 years ago, um, average family had 10 children. Now they only have three. 
And the same thing for India. In India, also the numbers go down. Why? Because with financial prosperity, you have less kids because the kids are also an insurance for the family. If you look at Africa or India, if you have 10 kids, you are sure that at least two will pay for your sickness and will look after you until you die. If you only have two and the two don't want to look after you, you have nobody. So children were also viewed as a sort of a insurance for old age. This goes down when people can afford their own insurance. We can see it already now in the big cities. And by the way, in China, there are entire cities empty. The problem of the future is not enough people and not too many people. Economically, they contradict exactly what they, what they preach from the number of population because, again, like all ideologies, they don't make sense. You cannot, on the one hand, kill the people in the, of the future and then uh, tell the, in the students in economy, in order for the economy to grow, the whole market has to grow and we have to uh, drive consumers. So it contradicts. And there you see that it is scientifically not coherent and that we are not dealing with serious people. We are dealing with people that have a horizon of maybe five years, but not more. Gloria, you are a person, while being on the world stage, are a, a woman of deep faith. You have spent so much of your time fighting for the church, for the good inside the church and working toward that end for Christ and for his church. What is the message that's on your heart to convey? We have to convert to serve God, the creator, because otherwise we are in a downward spiral. No government can succeed if, they, if their founding ideas are on killing babies and, uh, and basically killing old people. And that's what's happening today. We are all into sort of re population reduction and, and in a very and we're going in even more into that so we can we can only say to everybody every government every state if they apply laws and ideologies that are against the creator we are going into a downward spiral and we are going to destroy the world ourselves. It's not God that is coming to punish us. We are going to punish ourselves and we are going to destroy the world. If there's an apocalypse, it's human beings who will do it. And that's what I always want to tell my friends, pray to the creator, acknowledge the creator. And even if you can't believe, if you don't believe yourself, ask, just say to the Lord, I can't believe, please help me to believe because I know it will make me a happier purpose, a happier person because I will all of a sudden feel also purpose. There's so much purpose less in life and that drives all the aggressiveness and the evilness and that is the food which the devil lives on. Gloria, thank you so much for being with us on this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. I love to be on your show. I love LifeSite News. I love your show and the way you started and the way that ended. And I'm your biggest fan and I will always do my level best to help you. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless all of you. And we'll see you next time.